When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Well, they were indeed halcyon days back in 1985 when North Harbour launched their side into Division 3 of the National Championship. It was back then. They've made their way through to Division 1 with a, a stable of really classy players. Back then it was Shelford and Cunningham and Spate, McGann, Bodica, Pod Turner, Dow. Those were the, some of the great names going way back. And Onywood Domain used to be absolutely chocker. Every time North Harbour played there, uh, there were full houses. Then you'd stroll across, particularly for the Battle of the Bridge against Auckland, you stroll across the park there uh, at Takapuna, and you go to the Po and drink some beers. It was just uh, in the sin bin. It was just uh, like a tradition, fantastic tradition. Well, traditions change. Uh, these days they don't play there. Uh, and, of course, uh, these days... Um, you know, they haven't quite perhaps got those those great names in terms of the Shelfords and Co, but they've got a very, very useful side and a great bunch of coaches as well, one of which is Steve Jackson. And whilst the NPC is on hold uh, and everyone is really in level, clear, level four, it's unclear, Steve, uh, when things are, are going to free up. So uh, from a coaching point of view, uh, it must be extremely frustrating having just started the season. Yeah, it is, Smitty, and yeah, look, good to be on your show and good to get a break from um, you know, a little bit of homeschooling here at the moment. But yeah, look, it is, it is frustrating, but again, it is what it is, and we know the you know the world that we live in at the moment, things can change very quick, so you know we had to be prepared, and you know that was part of our planning at the start of this campaign, that you know things can change, and they can change really quick. You know, although we started to get a little bit of momentum with a win against um, the counties, and we were looking forward to playing Southland at home, um, you know, things have happened and, you know, everyone's in lockdown um, and we're doing what we can as a team um, without being together. Steve, before uh, COVID situation cropped up initially, you got North Harbour up from the Championship to the Premiership in 2016 uh, and now you're back. What brought you back to uh, the Harbour Union and the coaching job? Yeah, look, mate, I was, I was over in Japan um, and then when COVID hit, my family was supposed to come up in April just and then obviously visit for the school holidays. And, um, you know, I hadn't seen my oldest boy for about 16 months. So, you know, I decided to return home and, you know, um, you know joining North Harbour or any other union, you know, was far from my mind. And, you know, when I arrived home, I had Alex King as a head of, head of performance at North Harbour wanting to catch up for coffee. And, and then him, himself and Dan said, look, we'd be looking for a third coach and we haven't found one. Would you be, would you be interested in, in giving us a hand? And, you know, um, you know, I'm a West Auckland boy and a, and a harbour man, and I, I just said, you know, without any hesitation, mate, yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's really how it come about. Um, you know, and you know, it's it's good to work again with Dan and, and obviously Bigsy, you know, who who are two really 
great up and coming coaches. So, you know, we got a good relationship. So it was a it was a no brainer for me, mate. And Steve's talking about Daniel Halangahu there and uh, Ben Afiaki, uh, of course, whose career was cut short um, because of his, uh, concussion issues and things. And it's great to see him uh, in the coaching role. How do you split the role up between the three of you? Yeah, look, um, Ben obviously is a forwards coach, um, takes care of scrum line up, you know, and obviously it's part of the breakdown. I do defence and Dan does attack. But, you know, as we work as a coaching group, we cross over into each other's. Um, areas because we've all had you know um, experience in, in all those sorts of areas. So you know we we got a good working relationship. We don't just um, sit in our own little in a little um, area. You know we have discussions. You know and good robust discussions around um, you know things. You know most things to do with to do with rugby. Um, and, and for us, really, it's just you know you know when you're the attack coach, that's your title. Um, but Dan also does, you know, works alongside me with the set-piece defence. Um, I work with Bigsy, obviously, being a, uh, an ex-Ford myself and a Fords coach. And Bigsy's um, really um, skilled in, in the defensive part of things, and he, he helped out in 2.16, 2.15 with North Harbour coming and, and did a bit of um, um, defensive stuff for us there. So, yeah, although we had our titles, mate, um, you know, we, we sort of bounced things off each other. Uh, Steve... You've got the players to a certain level where they're playing. You've had a, a, a loss and a win, and now you've got this hiatus, which we do not know how long it's going to last. So how do you main con- maintain contact with your players? How do you maintain that at some, you know, at some sort of fitness levels and, and regimes are, are uh, being adhered to? I know we can't go to gyms and things, but we are allowed out and about to run around the park and that sort of thing. So how do you, how do you try and maintain contact and standards in this situation? Yeah. Yeah, look. Instead of looking at it as a, you know as a, as a bit of a stop in our, in our progress, we're looking at it as an opportunity to, to one, obviously freshen the guys' bodies and minds up. Um, but obviously, you know, as soon as we knew the next morning after NZR, you told us what was going to be happening. Um, then we had a Zoom meeting with our whole squad, uh, management um, included, um, and we, you know, we flushed out any questions that the, the players might have. And look, there's some guys that uh, you know do have gym equipment at, at home. Um, they do Zoom sessions. We had a, we get them into mini team competitions where they do burpees for a certain amount of time, and, and we put all their points together. So, you know, and, and the management group is constantly involved um, with that as well. So, you know, the Zooms are a, a pretty good tool for us to use at the moment, um, just to stay connected. But the main thing really for us was just to to make sure you know the well-being of our players is first, is first and foremost. You know, because some of our players are, are living by themselves. Some of them haven't been able to get back home. Um, so, you know, we're just making sure that 24-7, you know, if the players are feeling anything, that they can give us a call um, at, at any point in time. Um, so, yeah, we're really mindful of that part. Steve, you've also, um, of course, had heavy involvement with uh, Manu Samoa, uh, who, again, uh, and congratulations to them, have uh, made it through uh, the phase towards uh, the next World Cup. Uh, tell us a, a wee bit too about um, the coaching of Manu Samora and trying to bring that team together from you know from all parts really to get them uh, up and running at the right time. Yeah, look, and I think that was one of the um, um, the difficulties when you, when you take over the job <clears throat> wasn't necessarily around the coaching part of things. Um, you know, you understand the culture because a lot of teams that we have here in New Zealand. There's a lot of Pacific Island boys, and you've got to understand you know where they've come from and what sort of background they live in. 
And the more difficulty was trying to get players from overseas and, and dealing with the overseas clubs. Um, you know, there are laws in world rugby where um, clubs, you know, have to release their players um, for certain periods of time and for international um, fixtures. But, you know, after being involved with Samar, we know that's not the case. And, you know, teams can will release their players, but then on the flip side of things, I'll tell them, look, you know, you've got another um, year with us and then, you know, if you go and play for Samar, then we won't re-sign you. And that's just the reality. You know, they pay them the, the, the top dollar. Um, so, you know, obviously when we went to Rugby World Cup, we weren't getting the best players. And then, you know, you have um, players within Super Rugby um, that are contracted with Australia and New Zealand um, that can't make themselves available um, for um, the Pacific Island teams for Tonga and, and Samoa and Fiji um, because of their um, contract restrictions. So around those sorts of things, it's pretty tough. You know, and then you look at, you know, I mean, we had, I think, probably 60, 70 players on a list, excluding the, the players that we already selected, um, that, you know, potentially could play for, for Samoa. Um, but unfortunately, due to, you know, some circumstances, um, you know, that one, they either made us made themselves unavailable or um, contractually they weren't able to, to play for Samoa. In terms of uh, in terms of North Harbour, I've, I lived in, I lived on the shore for a while, and you know, it always appeared that people were a little bit slower of getting in behind and, and galvanising, and that was I thought that was okay initially. You know, uh, this this province now, this rugby province and associated sports and well uh, have been around now for you know coming up 35, 36 years. How do you feel the feeling is around uh, North Harbour rugby, North Harbour sport in particular? Yeah, look, I mean, you know, you know, obviously we've got the bakers that are over the shore and, you know, basketball's obviously massive um, at, at this point in time. I mean, there's a lot of other interests. We had the baseball, um, Auckland Tuataras that were, were based out of North Harbour Stadium as well. So there's that little bit of, um, you know, competition going on within sports. Um, but again, you know, as you said, Smitty, it's one of the fastest growing regions in New Zealand. Um, and then again, you know, it's obviously teams getting behind, uh, sorry, communities getting behind teams that, that do well um, and we understand now that we're in the championship mate and we've got to get back to the premiership and start winning um, and we know winning brings supporters and winning brings sponsorships and things like that so you know the players understand that now um, and we just got to obviously we just got to do our best you know and you mentioned um, you know being out of Takatuna and on your domain and, and things like that those are the you know we've got to get out to those uh, community hubs the clubs and that because they're, they're um all the good people within rugby that, you know, um, they obviously have there's some people there that have got money. Um, but we just gotta make it make sure that, you know, we're playing in a competition and, and playing a style of rugby that people love and, and want to come and watch. And it is a difficult um you know, it's not just time but it is a difficult sell. Um, you know, we've only got to look at what the blues did. You know, they were struggling for, you know, um bums on seats and then they, you know, started to get some success and, and, then, and then the crowd started to come. But, you know, there's a lot of other things. I mean, North Harbour Stadium is one of the more accessible um, stadiums in, in New Zealand. You know, you come straight off the motorway. But, you know, um, again, just to understand, you know, we may not have that amount of people to be able to come to our stadiums all the time. So, you know, we've got to look at every avenue um, to make sure that we get bums on seats. And again, mate, it starts with winning. Um, when you get people there. Well, hopefully we can get some rugby very shortly. It's not looking promising for a little while with um, case after case being uh, revealed, particularly in the Auckland area. So 
uh, at the moment, you might be on hold for a while, Steve, but the good news is that um, uh, one of the things that does attract uh, fans to rugby, uh, as you say, they need those trophies and those traditions is the Ranfurly Shield, and um, there is a possibility you could perhaps challenge Hawke's Bay. Uh, back in your day, what, what did the, the winning the Shield mean, um, or challenging and winning the Shield mean to you? Yeah, look, I, I had that question um, post, uh, asked to me a few weeks ago, and um, I, I, I truly believe it's one of the, it's, well, for me, um, every single team gets excited about the Ramfilly Shield. I remember my playing days in Southland, and you you probably get more messages and more support when you go and play for a Ramfilly Shield than what you actually do when you go into a final, a championship, or a premiership. Um, and, and, it's, and it's a one-off because you don't, get the opportunity to play for it every year. Um, so, mate, it's massive. I, I love the fact that being a player and a coach, you know, I never won it as a player, but you know, obviously won it with counties as a coach. And, and what it does for a community um, is actually bigger than what it does when you win a premiership or championship. So, look, I know that the lockdown's going to be for a wee while smithy, and you know, hopefully when we come out of it, the first game we've got is that Danfield Shield Challenge down in Hawke's Bay. So, mate, it's massive. Um, and, and it'll always be like that. You know, it's a tradition that's been going for, for a long, long time. You know, and teams get up for it. Um, teams actually, you know, you ain't got to look at the, the Hawks, Hawks Bay the way they defended it um, the other week. You know, people grow another arm and a leg um, when they've got it and actually when they're going to challenge for it. Steve, uh, just finally, one of the beauties of um, modern technology is people can text them while you're talking. And someone just texted and Chase actually from Waiuku has texted and said, uh, would Steve Jackson be interested in the now vacant Blues defensive coaching job? <laughs> yeah, look, mate, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm happy just doing coming back and doing the NPC. Um, the beauty about the NPC is that, you know, everybody loves it. But, you know, people love to come and watch it. Um, people love to watch it on TV. And, and it's a little bit more relaxed than, than being in the Super Rugby. You know, obviously, I've been part of the Blues before. Um, and look, I... I honest with you, Smitty, and, and the, the, the gentleman that asked the question. Well, I'm just concentrating on North Harbour. Um, and, you know, obviously coming back and, and what I can best do for Harbour, and not just as a from a coaching point of view, but also a community and, and commercial point of view and try and help out as much as I can in all areas, mate, to try and, to try and keep this union moving forward. Good on you, Steve. Uh, always a pleasure to talk to you. You're really uh, honest and upfront about uh, proceeding. So, uh Thank you. Uh, good luck uh, getting through this uh, horrible COVID situation and good luck with North Harbour and we'll keep the shield nice and shiny for you to at least look at when you come down here. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.